0: This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Welcome back to another In The Black. Guys, this week we have Sean back on the show. Uh, and It's been over a month since we've had him on. And as you know, when you have a coach, frequency is what's important. So we'd love to catch up with him. A, find out what's going on in the industry. And then also B, I think just bring some of the insights and learnings that we work through when in our coaching program and bring it to you guys at home. This week... We go through some really important stuff around really just how to elevate yourself as an entrepreneur, and as a fitness entrepreneur. It doesn't really matter if you're in fitness or not. These are just basic guidelines to improve yourself. But I think if you're in fitness, it's going to be particularly relating to you. Sean mentions a bunch of stuff in the episode that you can you want to check out later in terms of like docs and different things like that. We're going to chuck it all at the slash npe Everything will be there, and all the regular links to get coaching will be there. But for now, just get in, enjoy the show and try and take at least one thing away that you can actually action because this type of stuff is good to listen to, but doesn't really move your business forward if you just listen. My Muscle Project, welcome back. Uh, we have another In the Black this week. And just a reminder, if you stumbled upon this show, In the Black is, it's our fourth show of the week. So it's our Friday show. Monday, we do a fitness mindset expert. Uh, Wednesday, it's Locking just catching up current events, talking smack, whatever it is. Thursday, we dive deep into a fitness topic. And then Friday is is different. Friday is a business show. It's another one of our passions. And we talk about, we call it in the black because we talk about if you're not in the black, how to get in the black, or if you're already in the black, how to get further in and make even more money out of your fitness business. And this week, probably my favorite episode of the month is because we have Sean on. Sean is our mentor, our coach. He's coached us for over two years now. He is the founder, CEO of NPE, uh, which is the biggest fitness business coaching business in the world and where we invest our time and money. And this week, we're talking about really it's a workshop I'm going through at the moment uh, within your coaching program. That's just how to, I think you're calling it uh, Fitness Entrepreneur 2.0, but it's how to upgrade yourself as a fitness entrepreneur. And really, I think for most of the businesses that are in our group and that I see, the bottleneck of the business is the leader or the leaders in the case of Lockie and I of the business. So we're going to go through really four steps to upgrade yourself in there, but Sean, welcome back. Thanks. Good to be here,
1: Raf, and uh, excited. I think it's a great topic for everybody, especially now during times of change and challenge our industry, you know, how um, we grow through that. If you're going to lead, lead others and lead your team and lead a company. Uh, and ultimately make an impact in the world, you got to you gotta upgrade how you lead yourself. Uh, and that's at every stage of growth to continue to grow through that stage. So um, regardless of where you're at listening to this episode today, if you were, you know, a business owner um, facing challenges, if you're someone who's thinking about starting a business, if you're someone who's just worked through balancing your roles at home, um, you know, both Raph and I are dads now and, uh, you know, life has evolved uh, personally as well as professionally for us both in the past couple of years. So this conversation is a really important one. Um, how you lead yourself, in, in all the roles you play in your life, uh, not just your business role, um, and ultimately how we align your roles for success, and align your your um, your vision, your time, your energy, your focus for success in the roles you want to play that matter to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think so many of the problems that you can look really um, detailed at the problem of like why it's happening. Uh, Oh, this one staff member is like always lazy or like this thing is always broken at the gym. But when you step back, a lot of the times when you start to work on this leadership stuff, because we've been working on it for years and the other stuff fixes itself like almost automatically. Yeah. It's the, it's the kind of the, the bittersweet,
1: uh, story behind all this stuff is the first place you got to look for the problems is in the mirror. And generally speaking, um, you're the source of a lot of the challenges in your life and your business. Um, And really your failure to react and navigate through those and grow through those is, is the, is the opportunity, right? So let's frame it as the opportunity here. And for, if you're listening to this, you know, thinking about where you're feeling friction in your life uh, or in your business um, starting with the man or woman in the mirror is always the place to begin the conversation.
0: Okay. So we got four different aspects to this. You talk about the vision of the leader, how they spend their time, their energy, and their focus the vision one we've worked quite a lot with you so i'm curious to see where you're at with it now or maybe where some gyms are falling down because i see, yeah there's a huge gap sometimes gym owners have a crazy big vision but it's like almost not connected to reality it's like oh, i've got two members now but in the future i want to have a 500,000 online coaching business but there's kind of like no in between or it's the opposite problem probably even more common where there's just no bigger vision at all they took that initial risk of starting a fitness business, which is a pretty big risk if you're on a lease or you're stepping out from your employment, but then they're too scared to take any more risks in the future. So their vision becomes uh, very limited. So where do you start with the fitness entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah, it's a great, great question. I'll tell you, um, this problem is not universal to business. It's it's universal to to life in humans because the studies have been shown on personality types um, that uh, it's, a, it's about um, Close to fifty-fifty, the population. Some of us are better in that longer-term vision, but we struggle with the short term, or vice versa. Some of us are very good in the short-term focus and execution, but you've served up the big picture and uh, don't know where to go. Um, most, so, but in so for, for yeah. Lucky
0: and I, Lucky is more the long-term one. I'm more the short-term one. Yeah, great. So, so I think it's really common.
1: Yeah, it's it's common. There's different types, and and um, actually, as we businesses start really. It's a couple of points, to this, but as you start to grow, you learn, need to learn how to play both roles. You got to learn how to play, you know, whatever it is. It's like, it's like sports, right? If you're good at offense, but suck at defense or vice versa, you got to learn how to play both yes. reasonably well um, to have a level playing field. And that's going to take a business to a point. And then at some point, when you can um, get someone who plays really good offense and really good defense, right? Someone who plays really good visionary long-term uh, and really good short-term executor, and you can marry the visionary and the executor together. That's the next level of engagement and drive uh, for an organization. So, um, you know, this is, depending on where this is hitting you today, um, you know, we want to level up our own game and then we want to bring the right team uh, and either another founder or partner or bring in the right, you know, person we can develop into a GM of our business uh, to help us continue to grow. Uh, and execute on on the vision over the long term.
0: But correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. It really is more the job of the CEO, the founder of the business, to focus more on the long term. Because you can, I guess, hire people to take care of more of the short term. But it's very difficult to hire a new employee to work on your long term vision of the business. Yeah.
1: Ultimately, you need to, as a owner, um, you need to be leading the vision of the business. Ultimately, what you need to make the, the strategic decisions about where you want to lead the business so this gets us right in a vision so let's just let's just unpack it so we talk about vision yeah. there's really two things there's really long-term vision short-term vision long-term vision we talk about uh 10 years is a good place to start um and again some people they are like 10 years like they're golden they're off to the races you tell them work on 10-year vision other people they're yeah they have no idea where to begin um and either is okay it just means you're going to have some default strengths um in your kind of wiring um that we want to we want to grow that muscle and and you know it's gonna happen it, there's gonna be stretches on each side here, so on the long term vision, why do we talk about ten years Cause ten years is kind of a default time frame to where um anything is possible. you know you think about um raf we're you know we've known each other for almost three years now, i think um and we've been working together dramatic transformation you know in in your career and yeah. business um n p has grown tremendously as well um you know you think is is what's been done in you know one year and three year time frames, gosh. Unbelievable, you know, and and ten years really anything is possible, and I've seen this happen again and again. I can tell you, businesses we started with, you know, ten years ago, that now they're you know they're huge uh, and they're leading you know the field in the in the fitness industry in terms of either company-owned stores or uh, you know hundred plus franchises in a decade. You can do an amazing body of work. So
0: be able to stretch your brain out into that frame. Um, and, and that's because about- it's um I think with the longer term stuff, it's hard to get your head around, but. Kind of like with finances, there is like an exponential progress that you can make. Yeah. Yeah, there's a compounding of progress you can make because it's not like adding up 10, one years of progress. You can make much more than that.
1: No, once you get a foundation set and usually the first, you know, two, three, four years are where you're, if you're doing it right, you're laying that foundation. Hmm. Um, And by the way, this is, I'll tell you the case for uh, friends of mine, you know, friends of mine that have built and exited significant you know, to the tune of over $100 million plus uh, exits uh, within the fitness industry and outside the fitness industry. They'll all tell you the stories around the grinding years uh, where they, you know, were fighting to survive. Um, And then in like a year or two, they were able to just drive, you know, EBITDA, like through the roof, get a multiple valuation and exit for like, you know, to the moon. Um, And I've seen that happen again and again. So it, and by the way, all of them, like, want back now in some way to go back to this journey again. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, be grateful and be present for where you are in your journey today. And knowing that anything is possible when you look out on a timeframe of 10 years. Uh, and that's a great timeframe to to think about the world of thinking about 10 years. I would encourage you to think about personally where you want to be first and foremost, before you think about professionally, because you want to make sure the business you're building is to support your personal life. Um, and if you remove you know, 10 years is great because you can kind of remove any limitations. If you think, you know, stretch your thinking beyond your current constraints. If there were no obstacles, um, you know, what do you want your life to look like? Where do you want to live? What's going on with your family? Uh, What's going on with your finances? Uh, You know, your health, uh, you know, your lifestyle, all those things are really great things to begin with. um, And it helps you evaluate what's really important. You know, at the end of the day, a lot of things that, you know, that 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 make me happy today and I'm doing today um, aren't going to change for me in 10 years, you know, where I get fulfillment and where I'm connected to my purpose and where I enjoy spending my time, making a difference in the world, um, you know, is, is going to be the same for me um, in 10 years. So, but you know, we want to help everybody find that level of clarity uh, what drives you, what fuels you, um, and, uh, connect that to the vision for, you know, the the aspects of your life. If you have kids, you know, this is going to evolve dramatically. Kids are either going to be growing up or they're going to be moving out. Uh, and obviously that's a huge part of your life being a parent, uh, when you have kids in your life than when you don't have kids in your life, and, uh, that'll dictate a lot of your, you know, a lot of your vision for the future. So start with long-term start with 10 year, just think about some bullet points around those key areas for you. Um, and, uh, uh, and then we like to take that into kind of three years. Um, and this is where we start to move. Um, we like to say from, you know, playing chess to uh, checkers to chess, right? So we, we break it down to you know, checkers. You're like, if you want to win at checkers, you're playing maybe two or three moves ahead. In um, the game of chess, you're playing, you know, seven to 10 moves ahead. Um, and if you're not, you're going to lose and just keep it alive, right? Playing chess. So when we talk about really the vision for your life and the strategic moves for your business and aligning those, you need to be thinking, several moves ahead you need to be playing more chess than checkers and if not um, you're going to find yourself really just getting tossed in the wind uh, and you know that's not as empowering uh, and not making as big an impact and being as meaningful and purposeful as you can with the future that you want to create for the world so uh, and really sharing your gifts with the world i think we all have unique special gifts that we're given and uh, it's on us to develop ourselves and, uh, you know, stay connected to what those are to really, to really share that with the world and create value in the world. So, um, you know, start with that vision, start with that long-term and, uh, work on that 10 year, work on that three year. And
0: that's going to set us up to then move into a shorter term vision. Yeah. And that's the short term. I always feel like when I look at the long-term, I'm like, wow, there's like a whole list of things I'm going to need to learn to be able to do that. And when I look at the short term I'm always, like, oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff I need to do. Because the short term is usually like work to do. It's like, oh man, you know, all these sales to make, whatever it is. Uh, but the long term is, it's not really work. It's much more like skills I'm going to have to acquire to get there. Yeah. Well
1: said. Yeah. And I think when we talk about short term, we look at like one year out and then we look at, next 90 days, like laser focus. So one year out is usually outcomes that we want to create in the business. Might be revenue goals, might be uh, having a team, you know, built and giving us a little more freedom or a little more leverage in the business and the role we play in our business. Um, That's all good. Um, And then 90 days is where you got to lock and load around, um, you know, what you say yes to and what you say no to. And I don't care who you are, um, what stage of business you're at. There's always more things to do than you're going to have time and energy to go do. And so we have to change our perspective from thinking uh, being successful means doing everything um, and being busy uh, to being really clear and strategic around what are the most important priorities and, uh, you know, limit ourselves. Uh, we like to say, you know, between three and seven are kind of the, the bandwidth of focus that's been proven in a lot of different areas of life that um, – you can't go really beyond that. And so, you know, what are your top three things that you need to deliver on and should be your areas of focus that make the biggest impact and maybe not getting everywhere you want to be, but are going to set up, you know, create the future for success you need now and in the future um, beyond that for the year. Um, And in business, you know, there's really only two modes we talk about operating from. You're either in survival mode, which is you've got a a short-term financial pressure that you have to uh, make some moves to grow revenue, Reduce expenses. You know, address some things to make sure there's survival of the business. Right, uh, financial health and cash profitability and cash flow is like oxygen. So when you don't have oxygen, you you know you die uh, in in life and you you die in business. So we got to make sure we get the business out of survival mode. We have good cash flow, good profitability. And then uh, that becomes really a high intense period. By the way, everybody's going to face this at multiple times in the journey because when you're growing, it demands more cash and all those things. We got to shift, but you're in survival mode or you're in a growth mode. And that's going to be a little different mindset. It's kind of like sports you think about during the season and off season. Uh, and when you're in growth mode, we're going to take a little more relaxed approach, a little more pacer energy, uh, to bigger projects that we might be working on stuff, you know, for three months before it really gets traction, but we need to create the space. We need to work on that because that's going to set up the runway for a year or two years out. Um, and we buy, we earn the right to work on those bigger problems when we get our businesses in a good place of cash profitability and cash flow, uh, that we can go execute on those bigger pieces. So, you know, 90-day uh, focus, laser focus is going to be really related to what mode you're in, survive mode, growth mode. Then there's going to be playbooks you're going to execute on for either of those. Uh, and that's all part of, you know, obviously stuff we help businesses figure out and execute on for NP.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, obviously once you get that down, the next biggest challenge to talk about is time. That's huge because if your time is misplaced, you're obviously not going to work towards your, your vision effectively. I like, it's going to be a good starting point. I like how you set it out. You have, because people don't know, we talk about all the time, but NPS has different levels. You got like, the newbie levels, like you're just starting out. and Then you got the pro levels where you maybe got multiple locations. Um, and then I think there's one more above that. And you say, hey, like this is where your time should be going, which is really good because it's quite similar to everyone. And the biggest change that really happens is you go from 30 plus hours of training clients to when you get to the pro level, you're down to like seven or eight hours of, of training clients and all those hours have basically gone into sales and marketing, it looks like. Is that the natural progression you see for most entrepreneurs? Yeah, I think that's a it's a it's a huge shift, right? So we
1: go into, it's this big shift from, we call stage two to stage three to stage four to where we're doing the work to where we're leading the work um, and leading the team to lead the work. And uh, you, by the way, you don't have to, I see, you know, some people wear a badge of honor like, I don't ever want to stop training clients and I like being that grinder trainer, you know, yeah. just training clients for 30, 40 sessions a week or whatever it may be. And that's great. Just know that you're going to be limited in the impact you get to make in the world. Uh, if you stay in that role, um, and that's okay.
0: It's, it's just not possible. As- I see it all the time as well. They're still doing like 40 people. I think you can probably do 15, 20, you can still stay on the floor cause you love it. Um, I enjoy it as well, but there's just no, you just can't work 200 hours, whatever it is in a week. You can't do 40 yeah. sessions I mean, on the floor. I'd be like, I'm still going to be the best in the world at the other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I love coaching. I love being on calls with our
1: clients. I love doing business coaching. That's that's who I am. I'm a business yeah. coach and I'm phenomenal at it, um, but I can only do, there's too many clients and there's too many yeah. people in the world that need help. I can't do all of that all every day or I'm not effective in you know, building IP and building my leadership team and growing our our organization to make a bigger impact in the world, right? So as much as we love coaching, really, you got to decide, do you love coaching or do you love making an impact in the world? And if you love making an impact in the world and how you want to measure that impact in the world, ultimately, you're going to have to start to shift um, to places where you can make a bigger impact. And ultimately, if you really love coaching, then coaching needs to evolve from not just the one-to-one or one-to-many relationship in working with clients, but to actually coaching, mentoring your team of coaches, who can therefore multiply, and uh, you can team up you know, at a bigger level to make a bigger impact. Um, and a lot of people, you know, that's scary. That's they don't have the skills to move into leadership, responsibilities, and roles. Um, they're afraid of failure. Uh, they're intimidated in that, and they and then so then they hide behind. I'm I, I really care about the client, so I'm going to stay in this grinder role. Yeah. Which, if you want yeah. to, great. But let's be honest, you know at some day, point you're going to get burned out, uh, right. Of that. If you're the, the guy that's been doing that for 30 years, right. And the old trainer in the club, like at some point, you know, there's that gets old. Um, and most people I think don't make the leap because they're just scared and they don't have the skills to go do it. Um, and it does require us to be humble and say, Hey, I don't know. I don't really know how to lead myself and a team. And I got to go back to the basics." And, be humble and, and go to school and figure out how do I can be more effective with myself and more effective with others to make a bigger impact. And if you're willing to go through that work, I mean, at every level, Raph, you know, it's, it's a transformation. You gotta, you gotta burn your old self to the ground to you know, create a new version of yourself that yeah. makes a bigger impact. And uh, that's scary, I get it. Um, it requires us to let go of some things and work through some friction and discomfort. And yes, you might feel like other people watching and you might be embarrassed and not wanna look stupid or feel stupid, But if you stay focused on what really is the fuel and being purposeful and making impact, um, then it doesn't matter if you make mistakes. It doesn't matter if you have to start back at the beginning of some areas. It's just stay focused on driving forward and learn and grow. And you're going to see the leverage that comes from that uh, in a really, really big way.
0: Yeah. I think people, you got to realize it's like, if you just train clients and you just done the coaching, you know, the first time you pull all your coaches together and you got to like tell them about the vision or, what well, we're planning on the next six months, like you're shooting yourself, and you're hoping you don't embarrass yourself the whole time. And I think that's standard for everyone that gets into it, and you've got to get through that, and then it's better. And then the thirtieth time you do it, you know, you enjoy it more than the coaching. That's the way it is. Um, so that, that's huge. And you get the time right. I think that also that starts to get momentum once you feel like you're getting more mastery over it, you enjoy it more, and you want to put more time on the calendar. Uh, the next one is interesting because. We got energy written down here, and I always thought, ah, oh, because I'm an expert in fitness, I was all over this. And Lockie and I have done doing this 75-day challenge. I don't know if you've heard of it, but you do. Oh yeah. Um, like this whole list of stuff you got to do every day. So we're, we're in the middle of it, and then at the same time of doing this, we started on the same day. We basically started training clients in locker room, and I haven't trained clients for about three or four years. And now I'm training clients um, basically five days a week, as as part of us opening the gym. So I had these two changes that happened, and I realized that I actually got a bunch of bad habits. Like for example. Um, Like I never ate breakfast. My workout schedule was kind of all over the shop. Part of having a a kid as well. um, I like wasn't, I was drinking more coffee than water for sure. in the first half of the day. I was doing a bunch of things that I just kind of got away with, I think just with my schedule. And then when I had to, you know, be somewhere at six, be on my feet all day, do this stuff. I realized that I was starting to struggle. Um, And I've made these changes. Like I have breakfast every morning now. I think I've doubled or tripled how much water I drink in the day. Um, And it actually makes a massive difference. And I think a lot of fitness people, when you get into more like the business, how you think you don't need to focus on that because you are doing much better than your clients. I was way better than my clients at this, but there was still room for improvement. Yeah, I think this is a fascinating topic, and it, you
1: know, so much of, of um, gets played on time management um, and you know aligning your calendar, and that's good. You need to play the time management game, uh, but not enough uh, focus gets put on energy management. Um, and there's a really great study and research on the subject uh, from Harvard Business Review, October 2007. If you want to go search it, uh, called "Manage Your Energy, Not Your Time." And it's by uh, Tony Schwartz and Catherine McCarthy, and they go into some great research on uh, case studies here with different organizations and these four concepts of physical energy, emotional energy, spiritual energy, and mental energy. And how do you manage those and start to align, uh, your, how you manage your time, um, and your focus around, uh, creating more energy. And, um, it's a, it's a fascinating concept and, uh, there's actually a great assessment. Uh, we're, we're, we're taking our clients through on this where we actually assess, uh, your body, your physical health and well-being, your emotions, your mind, and your spirit, and you get to give yourself really a overall energy rating. Um, it's a score out of sixteen, um, and we just took a bunch of people through this today, uh, actually. So it's top of mind for me, and it's amazing. You realize, gosh, I've got some energy, you know, mm. deficits of significance. Um, and here's the great news: is you know, if you find your, you know, we had I remember today on our chat today in the webinar, people were saying yeah I'm in full blown energy management crisis right now <laughs> after yeah. the awareness, but it's interesting that when you go through the assessment um and this is we'll have to share this tool with everybody this is a great tool mm. um we'll put it online for for uh for listeners to grab but the uh it creates new levels of awareness things that you don't even think like you you know you're you're telling yourself like I'm good and then you assess this and you realize there are some things I need to maybe be mm. more aware of and and pay more attention to for me I'll tell you um uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, I do great on a lot of these pieces and I, overall my score when I, the first time I took this exam was, um, was in the, in the reasonable category. Um, so there's like four kind of ratings. Mine was in like a, let's call it a B. I got scored a B, um, not an A, which is great because there's opportunities for improvement. Um, and the pieces that I didn't really recognize for me were around some of the emotional energy management pieces. Um, you know, I think, and I think for uh, particularly for uh, driven entrepreneurs, um, we often ignore maybe some of those pieces, uh, certainly male entrepreneurs. I think we're not as in touch maybe with the EQ side, uh, as we need to be at different points. Um, and there's some, some things to recognize there, uh, that are impactful. And certainly without a doubt, this is related to, um, We talk about the energy management, it's a big part of this is recovery and uh, self-care and creating some good boundaries around that. Um, You know, when you're driven and focused in fitness and driven and focused in business and different areas, um, you're going to push yourself continually to limits, right? Uh, And you're going to stretch limits which is great. We need to be able to stretch limits to grow, but we have to balance that with recovery, right? Just like we learn uh, in fitness, we have to do that in these different areas of managing energy. Uh, Energy is a finite resource. We have to replenish it when we deplete it. um, And that's where we get the gains, right? So creating the space for that uh, and starting to create some boundaries around um, energy management, is going to help us to refuel the tank. Um, this happens in every industry. I know a bunch of people in creatives, you know, in artists and writers, uh, and a friend of mine that does a lot of training education in that space for uh, creatives um, uh, in uh, ad agencies and stuff. And he talks a lot about this as well. Um, and anybody who's in a place of production, especially in creative production, you're going to find, you know, you need a well to pull from. And if you're not protecting the well and expanding the capacity of the well you're going to have a depleted source. Um, and, uh, we all gotta, you know, have a, have a big tank, um, to pull from when it, when life demands, uh, us in different ways. So it's a really good concept to, to go through a personal energy assessment. I encourage people to, to check out the article, check out the assessment on this stuff, go through it. Um, we'll have to, we'll pop it up in our, our, our link, um, for everybody to grab, uh, and, uh, Everybody to take it. Um, and uh, I'm sure you'll identify some great areas of opportunity for you, um, to continue to lead yourself better, uh, through this time, but energy management is, is massive. And I can tell you that, uh, people that we've shared this with, that we've seen, uh, and even some close friends of mine that have made a lot of changes in this area the last, let's say six months, uh, or 12 months, uh, it's transformed their life, um, uh, in a different way, a lens. to so look at, um, how they uh, create value and how they create more value uh, with their best strengths.
0: Yeah. When you meet, you know, so often when I meet guys and girls that I look up to, you do notice straight away, they just got more energy than the average person or they bring more energy, you know, to every day that they're in, they're going, they're like, what's the next thing? Let's go. Um, whereas, he, Yeah. Other people that are maybe just, just more moderate all the time. Um, maybe like l- smaller highs and less lows, you know, it's just kind of like just average all the time and if you can bring that intensity it does seem to be effective um now this last one i would say is probably of all the four i've struggled with the most which is focus um how do you guys define that are you talking about just like to focus on what the priorities you're going to work on or like literally you get distracted when you're working yeah i think this is important um so especially given different things of life you know there's
1: times when we're we're in balance and we can times we can say we're intentionally a little bit out of balance and that's okay uh, and that's, uh, that's fine uh, to be intentionally out of balance. Uh, but we want to be aware of that. We want to be able to navigate through that um, uh, for strategic periods of time uh, in our roles. Uh, but ultimately focus is about being clear about the result we want to create, what's the output, right, that we're trying to produce, um, and then making sure we limit the amount of priorities that we focus on so that, you know, three is better. Uh, seven is like max limit we're stretching right so we want to limit mm-hmm. our our span of control um, and making sure we create good environment uh, for us to be effective now for different people it's different things you know what I see a lot of in the fitness industry is uh, you know people don't have like they're working out of their studio and there's music blaring and there's clients and staff knocking the door mm-hmm. all the time and they just can't even get a few minutes right so making sure we have a workspace whether that is you know, in your office or your gym, where that is a place you go to uh, and, you know, create a a distraction-free zone. But you have blocks of time where you can uh, turn the world off and just go do the priority things that matter to move the business forward. Is really important. Um, And making sure, you know, you're you're doing things. Part of that focus is you, is again, protecting your energy, protecting your time, protecting your vision, doing things that fuel you. Again, uh, because we've got a We've got, our, our best, right? We've got to bring our best, right? Uh, we got to bring our best to get things done and to push big rocks forward. So, focus is critical. Um, I'm on so many calls where people um, they just don't have the level of focus, um, and therefore they don't have the level of execution. And that's the ultimately the the, the you know the constraint. Um, so you need to have you know it's it, it's one of one of my strengths I'd say is focus and something I've always been good at is how can you just narrow in on the most important things and just go great guns with blinders on and not care about really the rest. Cause it, it, when you look back, it won't matter. Um, and, uh, I think it's a, it's a skill we have to develop just like a muscle. You know, you learn how to develop your ability to focus and you learn mm. how to develop your ability to fo- to execute. Um, you know, I mean, I, I can tell you today, you know, uh, there could be, you know, bombs going off around me and I'm, I'm cool. I'm right in the pocket and doing stuff. And, you know, that's uh, something that I hope to be able to share more on this with people, because I think it's, you need to have that skill uh, because there's times when it's go time and now matters and we don't get time back. Uh, And uh, you know, if we, if we miss the opportunity uh, we don't always get another one. Uh, So uh, you know, important to do this. At the same time, be kind to yourself, recognize you can't do everything at once. Um, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, take a step back again, that means you've probably got too much. You've covered too much on the span of control. And we really want to get you just the right amount of things that you do these few things. And that's going to make the biggest impact. And then, you know, go hard for 90 days and then reset, you know, see where we're at. Um, and don't think we're gonna need to get hundred percent done you know, a good standard that we focus on with people is if we can get 80% of our 90 day priorities done, that's a good, that's a good working model. If we get hundred percent done, we probably, you know, shot the bar too low. And if we're at yeah. 50%, we probably shot the bar too high. So we want to aim for, you know, a good list of priorities and then 80% every nine days. That's a great pocket to stay within to lead ourselves forward.
0: Yeah. I don't want to get stuck on this, but I find that with the focus one, interested to hear what you think, but often it's uh, in the harder times, when something external comes in, that forces you to focus, and you actually find that you can focus. So, for example, like I don't know, something bad happens in the business, like COVID, or you're you're down on members and you're losing money. I find then it's like naturally people are like, oh yeah, I, I got crazy focused. You know, I like had to go, I made the money, I got the clients. And then the harder time is when times are good, and you know you're in the clear, you've like got more members than your goal was last quarter. Then you're like, oh, I'm not sure this quarter I'm focusing on you know, my social media plan, I'm also focusing on the supplement line, I'm going to bring out at the gym. Um, and I'm focusing on a new gym, I might open as well. And, and that's when like, it's harder to focus when no one's forcing you to focus, you don't have like a bill to pay, you don't have a new location to open or whatever it is. Is that something you find that in the good times, it, it can be more challenging?
1: Yeah, I, I'd see that without a doubt. I think, um, you know, it's, it, it's often like, you know, for instance, we talk about this in the US and sports with, you know, athletes that win the Super Bowl, you know, and if you don't get back to training, you know, so you can take a break, but you don't get back to training for the next season, you're off, you know, same thing with Olympians, right? You celebrate after you, the big events over and you, you know, have a little time away, but you know, you got to get back to a goal. that's going to stretch you and working mm-hmm. towards it. That's when you're on track. And so I think, you know, for, for our ecosystem, for fitness entrepreneurs and business owners, that's, where are having, you know, a, a structure and systems and really a community and a coach to help you get clear in the strategy help hold you accountable to execution someplace you got you know you got to show up um, and uh, you know people that are gonna call you out and hold you to you know your word and challenge you to stretch out how of your comfort zone every step you know we all need that uh, we do that for our clients and we need that for ourselves um, so you know, I think that's really, really critical uh, for success and becoming the best version of yourself you can be. You know, this is a this is a team sport. You can only get so far by yourself, and everybody does better when you have a coach and you have a community uh, that you can connect and engage and we'll t- engage with and will challenge you to grow to become a better version of you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's what MP gives me, and I think also uh, even just good friends that are also on the same path as you can, can give you that like a good network. I think everybody needs that keeps you focused, particularly people that are beyond where you're at. I find that always gives me the, the most focus yes. and the most drive to, to keep going. Um, okay. But to recap, so we went through and I, I assume you go in this order to upgrade yourself. You've got to revisit, revisit your vision, revisit how you're spending your time. If you can get more energy, you're going to bring more to that time that you're already placed out. And then focus is going to actually allow you to deliver on the outcomes you're after is there anything you want to leave us with, Sean? Yeah, I think you talked about
1: the the big items, you know, and I think the um, know that uh, is a is a great quote I can share uh, here. It's a, it's a Stephen Covey quote, um, and he talks about uh, personal leadership, uh, which is really we're talking about here, is not a singular experience. Uh, it is rather the ongoing process of keeping your vision and your values before you and aligning your life to be congruent with those most important things. So, you know, if you want to lead yourself better, if you want to become more powerful, human being, an entrepreneur, uh, this is an ongoing process and it is an iterative process. So expect, you know, you're going to have times when you're feeling really strong and in sync and times when you're going to have to have some opportunities for growth and realignment Uh, and make sure, keep your vision, keep your values in front of you, make sure you're congruent with your time, your energy, and your focus to, to go become the person you want to be and create the life, create the business you want, make the impact you want in the world. So uh, we hope we're inspiring you in that, in this conversation today. And we look forward to, you know, sharing more on this with you. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, awesome. And we'll put um, some of those links you mentioned in our normal link, mymuscleproject.com forward slash MPE. Um, but is there anything else um people can jump into if you've got anything else going on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we'll put links there. And we'll, we'll share some of the more training on this stuff. Um, and I, I believe we'll, we'll deliver a, a webinar on this soon. Uh, if you're not yet a member of the NP uh, community, uh, in Facebook, then come check out our Facebook group. We got some great gifts and downloads and resources. We do training there weekly. Uh, so just go into Facebook, search NP fitness business, and you'll find the group. You can request to join and uh, mention that you were here on the podcast with Raf and I, Uh, we'll get you in the group and get you access to some training. Um, and then check us out online at npfitness.com for more information on our trainings and programs and resources. We got a ton of free resources that you can plug into and, uh, look forward to talk with you soon.
0: Awesome, guys. Thank you for listening. If it is the right time, definitely check out MPE. Or, I mean, really, another awesome thing you can do to thank us for doing the show is just share it with a friend. If there's another friend that can, you know can upgrade themselves as an entrepreneur, particularly in fitness, this one would be a great one for them to share it. We really, really appreciate it. Otherwise, Sean will probably talk again in a month. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Raph. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of the My Muscle
1: Project. Uh, we release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on
0: Facebook and Instagram, The Mind Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to themindmuscleproject.com forward slash The After Show. And if you ask a question, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show.
1: Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.